An illegitimate daughter becomes a queen. An Italian shopkeeper creates a game to shield his son from Nazi atrocities. A unit of D-Day survivors are sent on a rescue mission. Soldiers experience violence and existentialism at Guadalcanal. And the most famous playwright to ever live finds a muse in disguise. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1998. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Not yet, Jack. The Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Shakespeare in love. Hey, Mag. Hey, Craig. How you doing? Um, good. Do I look tan? No. Really? For you, I guess. <laughs> it's like uh, the difference between like um, like if you're like you're getting your walls painted White at and home, and someone's like, uh, how about like an ochre? <laughs> Could we do like an ochre? I'm usually like more eggshell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're usually more um, like a glass wall. <laughs> well, I got a fucking spray tan because I'm going to vegas this weekend oh vegas baby i didn't want to blind anybody by the i probably won't go to the pool i don't actually know why this was necessary you'll go to the pool i'll be hung i'll You're be too for hungover. a bachelorette party be right too hungover to go to the pool yeah well people are hungover at the pool in vegas that's i guess that's the, true that's the whole thing with you vegas. can get drinks by the pool you get drinks by the pool do yeah, they we bring did that. you drinks they're really expensive though oh, they don't well. just bring you drinks no you have to go we, get them when we were in vegas the first time Allie had never been before. I mean, we went last summer because my parents were there. And we got regular margaritas at the pool, and they were more expensive than the yard margaritas we got walking down the street. Are you kidding me? I'm not. Holy shit. And you know what? The yard margaritas were better. No. Yeah. I that love looks those, so though. trashy, though. I don't Doesn't know that matter. I can You're look in Vegas, that trashy. Baby. I guess that's You can true. do it in two places in the United States, Vegas and Bourbon Street. I think every major city. I don't mean walking down the street. No, no, this isn't. I don't mean have a street that you can walk that you down can walk down and drink frozen drinks. I don't mean. Listen, I do that on my street at night when I take the dog off. Yeah, dog out. Kim Zolciak, Beerman style. I'll just put it in a solo cup. Right. But here's the thing. I don't like the yard. The look of the fucking yard drinks. You can get them in like a big old like mug thing. Also, too. I don't like mix. I don't like margarita mix. You don't I, have to get margaritas. You can do all sorts of different. Mixed drinks. Mm. You can do like a like a hurricane. What can you get? Just beer. Mm, probably these places. Yeah, you can do that. But I mean, okay. they have like a bunch of these places that are just. Because I'd rather drinks. just have beer. Otherwise, I'm gonna get like a really bad sugar headache. Yeah, if, well, I mean, if you have one and you pace it, well, like if gonna, you don't drink it with it. I'm certainly not gonna minutes. do that. <laughs> um, I went to the dentist today. Oh yeah. Yeah. And? Just for a cleaning. How'd that go? I hate it. It's the worst. I'd rather it go to anything other than the dentist. I not have any cavities or anything, but the dentist is the worst. It's so terrible. Like, I was terrible. sitting there thinking about how much I hate it. Yeah. And then they were like, you should floss more. And I want to be like, yeah, fuck you. welcome to America. Yeah. We all should floss more. <laughs> we, we should all be thinner. We should all floss more. It's not going to It's not gonna happen. It, it was nice because they remembered I was getting married. I guess it must have been in my notes or I had the same hygienist. So she was like, but I guess you've been busy. And I was oh. like, fair, yeah. I've been too, too I was busy married, to floss. So I was too busy to floss. Can't take off. Thank can't you. Can't take that thirty yeah. seconds off. Um, I got those little floss picks, and now they sit in a very nice container next to my. Um, that's and never get used. No, I sometimes use them. Yeah, when you have like corn or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's been like, if it's been like a month, and it's like, oh, I should really maybe. Yeah. 
Like get, my gums itch. Get back there. Ooh, that is dark. I have tons of cavities, and I actually am very diligent about my teeth. I never had cavities growing up, and then, like, I didn't go to the dentist for, like, six years because I didn't have dental insurance. And then I went, and they were like, you have seven cavities. Ooh. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Did you get taken, did you get them all taken care of right Yeah, there? they were all small. They weren't, like, Ugh. There is truly nothing worse than the dentist. No. I'd rather have a, you don't get this, but I, as a male, mm. but I'd rather have a pap smear than yeah. go to the dentist. And that's when they stick shit up inside your vagina and scrape around. Yeah. Scrape. The word is scrape. The, both places are doing scraping. You yeah. Know? But yeah. That it's quicker. It's, well, that's true. It is a lot quicker. It's just quicker. like 40 minutes of scraping at the dentist. Yeah. It's a lot quicker. And at the end, you don't feel bad when you like have a lollipop on your way out. Your yeah. teeth aren't all nice and fresh. We should bring in our guest at this point. Oh, hello. Um, uh, from um, from grow- my growing up friend. You had a growing That's up right. friend last episode. That's true. Um, this his is mom the growing my, up friends? Yeah, his mom was my uh, sixth grade math teacher. And your all-time favorite teacher, correct? And one of my all-time favorite teachers. I, I, think I hate, I hate her. Leave the one um, the one of my... I do want to like apologize in advance for language that will probably get used on this podcast, because I'm afraid like she may listen she'll, to she's it. She's not going to listen to it. Oh, good. All right. Thank God. Um, Andy Stokans with us, a super Hello. fan. I am a super fan. Long-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller. It is... It's a real pl- privilege to be it's here. It's so exciting for to have you walk in and say... This is the shithole you recorded? Yeah, just so you guys know at home, if you're like me and you visualize what sort of studio this podcast was recorded in. You may not be familiar with the Bellagio. Um, <laughs> I uh, just like imagine a shithole, and that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. There's a giant like cloth green screen mm-hmm. and a Super Mario All-Stars poster. You can't do an Oscars podcast without a Super Mario All-Stars no. poster, so mm-hmm. it's very appropriate. Um, luckily, uh, we have realized this. This is our last recording here at the studio. Oh. Um, and that's all of our choice, and definitely not that Jack Allison has decided to give up the office. So, um, <laughs> What's he going to do with all we're, this uh, junk? We're nomadic now. I would say we're gypsies, but there's a whole scandal going on with an actor's <laughs> equity with that right yeah, now. So, yeah, no. um, I'll just say that we're Bedouins. And we'll be moving from place to place so after it's this. So the, the audio is going to be a real delight yeah. on the upcoming eps. Probably be fine. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense to any of the other guests. I just want to point out that I believe I might be the first guest who brought a gift here today um, for oh, the host of the podcast. So. You certainly are. 100%. And it does not go unnoticed. And I just want to throw that out there to future guests of the podcast. They perhaps bring a gift Maybe. might adhere you to the host. Look, so. if this was a this was a... If this gift had alcohol in it, I, I'm it not would have been lie. better. It, it would have been, been better. better. It also but it is equally a... on theme. I feel like. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, Andy's sort of. It a, is a beautiful book. Andy's one of our was is more of an Oscars expert because he actually. Do you still give tours? Of the I Dolby? do. I'm an employee of the Dolby Theater, home of the Academy Awards. That is so cool. Yes. I didn't know that. that That's awesome. Well, this is a little picture book about the the this it's, past it's the program. It's the program. Yes. I'm sorry, the program. Yes. For uh, celebrating 90 years. This year's Oscars, the official Oscars program that we handed out at the front door. I opened up, and the very first thing I saw was uh, from The Greatest Showman, a movie I did not see, but who? Nor have I. My husband delights in saying, "Alexa, play, play This Is Me." This is me, Volume Ten. <laughs> when I'm at a, like a different part of the thing, and then all of a sudden it's like, this "Well, you know, I think me. that's good." Maddie's like finding himself, and he's letting you know that this is him. This is him. Um, Andy also uh, the last few years uh, oh the Florida Project's my favorite that was a great movie it's a great movie right I'm Team Florida Project so good so great um, we'll move along from that yeah sorry I've said my piece about that movie Um, uh, Allie also really liked the Florida Project so it's a fucking beautiful movie Um, Andy uh, I I run a 
with my friend Rusty, uh, we run a uh, awards season, like five month cumulative guessing thing, I which I was grueling. a part of for one year, you did and it, last year. it was a bitch to do. So I didn't yeah. do it again because you were like, let's like you got to pick like the BAFTAs and like the yeah. producers. Oh, guilds we're hardcore. Or we pick the nominations. We <laughs> yeah. don't just. So not, pick, yeah. We don't pick the winners. Do, yeah. I had to do so much work, and everybody that knows me, and Craig knows this from doing this podcast with me. I don't do that. I don't do no, work. Does not do work. That's all on me. Um, but last year, the year you did it, Andy and Adam Bueller, another Ugh. listener, tied. And this year, Andy won outright, and That's Adam correct. was second. So, uh, so I, I think undefeated would be a great yes, word. Yes, Andy describe, is undefeated. Describe me. Absolutely. That is impressive, Thank but you. also annoying. Well, as I was spending an hour choosing the predictions for the <laughs> Critics' Choice Awards, I thought I've strangely found my calling. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, very limited hey. calling. Hearing you hey, say man, that making... it makes me makes me retroactively angry for when I did that. <laughs> Never involve me in this ever again. Hey, if we keep growing this, eventually you're going to have to start paying taxes on That's right, things, that's right. So. I did, what, 150 bucks this year, I think? Yeah. It was uh, It was not an insubstantial, uh, well, considering the amount of time I put it, it was probably, I came, yeah. out, I came out way behind. Yeah, I yeah. would But say in my that. heart, I came out way ahead. <laughs> yeah. You got those bragging rights to everybody, all those cool people involved. That's right. That's right. All the cool kids. <laughs> Just me, like, sitting at my actual job, like, with spreadsheets out, like, going through and being like, this is me, this is me, this is me. Oh, this, this, is one's, me. this one said, remember me, that's not it. <laughs> this is me, this is me, this is me. Oh, someone thought it was that song from Mudbound, Mighty River? Come on, that wasn't going to win. Was, this um, is me, this is me. Well, but it didn't most... win. This is me didn't win. No, it This did is not. me did at the Oscars. It did? Oh. Didn't it? No, remember no. me won. Remember, remember me, me from one. Coco. Remember it's me from Coco. It's very confusing because they're very similarly titled. Yeah. But remember, remember me from Coco me, did in fact win. Though I have good. to say good. That, I, that good means not made me... Ball my they're goddamn both, eyes out. Good, but, I, but Justin Paul and uh, Benj Pasek, they didn't need another Oscar. They, no, they, got, just, one. they got one last year. Too soon. They didn't need another one. Um, should we jump into this? Let's yeah. do should it. Should we go back in time about 20 years? God, we're old. It's I mean, amazing. you guys are young. I'm, I'm old. It's hard to believe. Megan and I were four, four years, years old when old. these movies came out, but Andy was 15. Yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> it's crazy to think that you only graduated high school a year before me. Um, so... Um, what we started doing with these is... I, I just want to say something. I have a lot to say about three of these movies and almost nothing to say about the other two. I can't wait to find out which <laughs> three these are. Okay. Such um, suspense. So keep to, keep the way this listeners. year worked, because it is all Queens in World War II... Queens in World War II! It's a very themed year. Because we go One alphabetically... Queen. Since we Elizabeth. Go alphabet, since we go alphabetically and then we end with the winner, we're actually starting and ending in Elizabethan times. And our whole middle journey... We'll be in the mid 1940s. Europe. Perfect. So, uh, Europe and uh, the, the South Pacific. Pacific. Um, so, let's start with Elizabeth. This is one of those movies where I don't have a ton to say about it. <laughs> okay. So, I will let you guys go ahead first. Um, it's a solid yarn. Sure. <laughs> solid is, I think, a great. That's what I wrote about word. Elizabeth. It's a solid. I remember loving this movie, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, I mean, it's a good movie. I don't have a lot to say, like, negatively about it. No, not at all. Um, but it also, you know, not, like, the best movie. I feel like this is clearly the darkest hour to Shakespeare and Love's Dunkirk. Hmm, interesting. It's like, I kind of forgot it was nominated. I kind of forgot it existed. And then I remember, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a solid movie. 
Yeah, it's good. I mean, there's some interesting stuff. I think the central performance is great. Um, she really does change. She I, does. Particularly, like, at the end, like... Look at me. When she comes through and she's like, Elizabeth, as we, like, think of Elizabeth at the mm-hmm. end, yeah. like, that's a dope It's not moment. just yeah. a physical transportation too, transformation, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, she yeah. She does an amazing job. You see job. her go from, like, this basically, like, schoolgirl, like... Yeah. Um... You know, that's fucking Joseph Fiennes, which is also a theme oh, to this year. Yum. Um, yummy. This is a question I had for you because I know that you like to discuss the attractiveness yeah. of the men in these movies. And Joseph Fiennes is at a 10 for me. Great. This is what I need to know because the theme of 1998 appears to be everyone wants to fuck Joseph Fiennes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was kind of curious. Shirt. I'm going to tell you something. I'm here for it. I Great. 100% get that. And I literally go, I literally wrote in my notes like, yummy, Joseph Fiennes. Like, what happened to him? And then I was <laughs> like... Later, like nights later, I I woke with a start and was like, oh right, he's like raping, currently raping Elizabeth Moss in The Handmaid's Tale. So he's less because of that. Yeah, yeah. it's like tough for me to look at him in that way mm-hmm. in that in that show. But holy shit balls, he is fly as fuck in this movie and in the the other movie that we'll talk about. Yeah. Here's my question: yeah. How does one poison a dress? <laughs> It's a great point. It's a great question. I think, and rest in peace, Kelly McDonald. R.I.P. R.I.P. Kelly McDonald. Kelly McDonald and Emily Emily Mortimer. Mortimer. Ladies in waiting. Emily Mortimer up in this bitch. Um, And the guy from The Leftovers was the bad. Yeah, Christopher Eccleston. Mm -hmm. Also in my notes, I have Daniel Craig, exclamation point. Yeah. I think the the first time I I saw Elizabeth, because I didn't see it like this year, that was like my, (laughs) one of my big thoughts from the movie also was like, Hey, this is probably one of Daniel Craig's first movies. I think I'm yeah. definitely the first thing that yeah. I remember him being in. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the only, the first time I remember him being on my radar was Layer Cake, which is much later. Yeah, That's yeah, this like seems much too early for Daniel this. Craig to yeah. be around as an actor. Well, he yeah. his that whole subplot was a little uh, was not. It feels like not John fully flushed out. John Gilgood is just like, hey, I'm the I'm a the Pope. Uh, I'm a the Pope. Uh, uh, Kill Elizabeth. Uh. Um, I mean, I feel like it's a central. Thing I have this movie like I it's just unfocused I don't know what it's like supposed to be like is it a biopic like is it a like a uh, a thriller like is it a historical drama like I, I kind of well, like, so sorry I'm, so sorry so sorry so are you not gonna answer my question about like how do you poison a dress oh yeah no. oh, yeah back that to the most important question. question no back to the most important question I'm sorry. I really I just, do want to know how you just poisons that like go through the skin so if you just put it on a dress. But then who was putting it on the? I guess they were wearing gloves when they put it on the dress. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or they were. Was using it Daniel like Craig a, that was poisoning? They were it? using some sort of like spackling right. yeah. thing. It took like a while to take effect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She oh like yeah. Put it on, and then she was like, and it I was like itch. very annoyed with her screaming. I'd forgotten that the dress was poisoned, and I was like, bitch, calm down. It's fine. Poisons can do all sorts of. Did you have you watched Killing Eve yet? No. This new BBC America show. It's really good. Is it good? There's uh someone gets poisoned in it with uh like a perfume. That's hot. And it takes a minute to take effect as well. That's hot. Yeah. What if I'm poisoned right now and we don't know it? Well, you've been poisoning my life for 11 years now, so <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, I was watching and I was like, it's kind of weird this movie got nominated, but I guess it's a big costume drama. Yeah. yeah. It's well acted. About people it's... that... And, you know... I thought the end really, because I was with you uh, yeah. for most of the running time. I was like, why is this getting nominated? And then yeah. the end, you're right. The end really does sort of like, uh, okay, I see it. I, and I, I did. Guess. And this movie is good enough that I remember the second one, Elizabeth, the Golden Age, is a Bad. massive disappointment. It is so boring. It's I remember it being so boring. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You know he's Weird to make a, a. He wants to make. He's going to make a third one. Yeah. It know. was designed originally. I read about yeah. it. It was designed as a trilogy. Which Elizabeth very the Dark Age. Yeah. And I looked up the director because I was like, what else has this guy done? And he's done like. No other movie. It's basically just this. This is his life's passion. It's yeah. this trilogy. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. He's really got a heart on for yeah. Elizabeth. And look, I, I get it. Who doesn't love that? stuff there, but for the most part, he hasn't directed any other... I think he had one other English language credit. You know what's funny is Elizabeth made herself way paler, and I made myself tanner. Think about that. I wonder... Actually, the other thing I noticed when I looked up his IMDb is the other movie that he has in production right now is also called... He has Elizabeth Dark Age, which I was just like announced, and then a movie called Elizabeth, E L I S A B E T H, that is just about someone named Elizabeth. Do you think like, like when he was like growing up, like he met someone named Elizabeth and was obsessed with them? And I don't was, know, like, but I'm that's only make... is that a true? That's true. Yeah. All his movies are just either Elizabeth uh, with a Z or an S. Yeah. I feel like rather than making movies, maybe therapy? I don't know. Super yes. normal. Clearly. Nothing weird about this Something guy. Yeah. What's his name? Um, What's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually care. Yeah. What's funny about it is <laughs> the matter. other, the That's we'll fine. talk about Shakespeare in Love, but that director did fuck all as well. Well, he still works, though. Yeah, but... He made proof, so that's what happened to him. Yeah, that's what he did. And then the two, um, I don't know, I forget the other two movies, but they were like, uh, what's it called? They were... Uh, sequels or something. I feel like I this is a behind the scenes for the fans. I feel like the podcast is officially start because Craig has the DVD boxes out now. And I'm literally, I'm looking at the DVD box, but it's written so small that I can't read it. Wow. Not important. In my younger years, perhaps. Also, the other thing that I took away from this is, is this movie is Burning Alive seems like a tough way to go. Yeah, I think yeah. not sign me up for top that. Top of the list. Like, being buried alive, being burned yeah. at the stake. Yeah. Like, those are the top two. Those I are think, the two real, the real that bad ones. It's so bad that even if you're a Catholic and you hate Protestants, you throw more stuff on the fire so they burn fast. Yeah. That's what we learned from this movie. That's what we learned. Somebody should have... D- d- pulled the last of the Mohicans and just like shot, shot him or something. Yeah. Yoinks, magoinks. The weird thing I thought with this movie, this is the first of these five that I watched in the, the rewatch. You guys talk a lot about how if something's like set in the past, it is hard to seem dated. This movie is like very dated it's to me. Ab- I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I I think it looks it looked way older than than particularly like Saving Private Ryan and, and Shakespeare right, in Love. Right, right. Way, way Because I watched it first and I thought, is this just what movies from 1998 look like no. now? And then I watched the movie and was like, no, that movie was just No, that dated. looked old. There's some weird camera stuff in it too. There's like a lot of like, when she and Joseph Fiennes are dancing, there's like all these weird jump cuts. I'm like, what's like what's going yeah. on here? Like this is not serving the story. Like the text, the font they use. Yeah. Just like, it's like, did they it was also it, hard like, to read sort of too. Paint? Like how they make these fonts? Like what's going on? Like, yeah. It was just very dated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with talking about Elizabeth Craig. I think we can go to the next. It's a fine movie. It's fine. fine. Well, um, then let's move on to, to a rarity. Like, it's no Howard's End. Like, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah. It's definitely not a Howard's it's End. It's no remains of the it's fucking like a day. Michael, to me, it's like a Michael Clayton. Yeah. That's that's yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, a good that's, that's a good That needs to be a new thing. A Michael Clayton <laughs> yeah. is just like a fair Although it reference. felt less long. It didn't seem yeah. quite as long as um, the others. So let's move on to a rarity for the Oscars is a foreign language film mm-hmm. nominated for Best Picture. And that movie is 
La Vida Bella. La Vida Bella. This is another Life movie. Is beautiful. This is another movie where I don't have a ton to say. <laughs> oh, so there were the two. Those were the two. Well, good. I love we this movie so so much. It is two different movies in rolled into one movie, and I'm fucking fine with it. I'm here for it. I'm here for Roberto Benigni. I remember when he won and he stood up on the chair. And he walked over the chairs. And he walked over the yep. chairs. He's so charming. He's so good in this movie. He's so good. I'm so glad he won. It's not, and he's not just like goofy he also there's like a lot of like heart in it too and like he he like he plays the the dramatic parts well as well and i think that little kid is so cute and when he fucking bursts out of that cupboard and goes buongiorno principessa i my heart broke into a million pieces yeah i love this movie I don't have anything else to say um i it's found, the first, movie. Of I I found like movie. the first 30 minutes of this movie pretty cloying <sighs> now to me, it's very, um, and it's funny because he obviously has the unreleased movie, but it's very much like Jerry Lewis goes to the Holocaust. Like, it's very, like, um, for the first 30 minutes, it's it's just like, oh, this is, this is like Italian-French humor. Like, just like, like the hat, the running, like, hat theme where he, like, oh, keeps stealing I the guy's hat. I love that hat! And he goes, yeah. oh, you took my hat. Don't worry, I'll get it back. I'm like that's such a I love it and it looks so beautiful the Italian countryside. What is we this place? We know you love Italy. Like I do uh, love Italy and Italy loves me. By the way, yeah. I have never been hit on by so many waiters as I was when I went to Italy. I was legitimately the most popular person in. The, and listen, I, there's no great shakes here. Like there's nothing. This is no. not the face that launched that launched a thousand ships. But I was killing it in Italy. Ask Kelly, she'll tell you. You had, your, you had your new ring on? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, they probably... Megan got engaged immediately before going to Italy, mm-hmm. like the night before she left. So yeah. everyone could smell that on you. Yeah, they were like, she's looking for a And Matt, Maybe Maddie knew you'd be popular popular in Italy, and that's why that's you gave why you the you ring right it. before you left. Anyway, I, Italy is awesome. Life is beautiful is awesome. And I don't know why you find it cloying. I think it's legit. There's some I don't find the whole thing cloying, a cloying. I just find like, I think some of the opening stuff is, and I think there are moments throughout that are a little are. The part where think... he's going through and he's asking Maria for things and like, it's all, it, it all comes like it's stuff that we know, you know what I mean? The key and the right. whatever and the hat thing. I love that so much. Yeah. It's su- it is such a, joy to see that like sort of go full circle and yeah. are filled i don't know how to say this um i might ask you to leave first of all one thing you should know about me megan <laughs> is someone that is really just made me now as we discussed i have never seen titanic <sighs> nor do i really have any interest in seeing titanic could not care less about titanic that's i've already asked also you to leave. You're, he's still he's still here i can't think of a movie i've disliked more than this movie are you wow. kidding me? I thought this movie was just terrible. Uh, I have so many thoughts on how terrible this movie was that I don't know if I should even get into it. But uh, this is what makes the I podcast almost, fun, I think, right? It, is it? I don't I think it is. you don't. <laughs> I think it is. What is wrong? That is, this makes me, literally, I almost thought, remember one time when we were talking about Coco, and I was like, if you are with somebody and they don't like Coco, yeah. then I no, legitimately. That's fair. That's fair. Coco this, is a delightful film Coco's this a, is coco's a better movie than this is. this is yeah okay coco's better but this is if you don't like this movie i don't know what to say to you here here was my because i had not seen this movie I nothing think, but pure joy i think since it like i remember seeing it in college that was a few years after it came out i remember watching at the time being like wait what like what's the deal with this movie but i didn't have really strong feelings on it. i was like i don't think i got that movie 
when I watched it this time, in the first scene, there's a car. He's Roberto Benigni's in a car that has no brakes on it. And the car's like going down the hill, and there's sort of like wacky, jaunty music playing. Yeah. And there's a crowd, and to get the crowd to move out of the way, he extends his arm straight out yeah. with the palm out, and then moves it to the to the side in a way that no one would ever actually move their arm in real uh, life. Excuse me, Andy. Laura Ingraham is on the phone. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd mistakenly thinks he's a Nazi, and that is a joke. Uh, that they think he's Nazi. No one actually would ever move their arm in that way to get a crowd out of the way. Look, and, I totally... That, have you been to Italy? Because that's kind of just like how they wave there. Like, at, it's fine. You haven't been there, so like you wouldn't know that. But like, that's definitely how at they that, wave At in that Italy. point, I out loud to myself in the privacy of my own home said, oof. And that, <laughs> I think, is my general feeling on this movie is, oof. It's so no charming. No person in this movie ever acts at any point like a real human being would ever actually act in any real circumstance other than the kid. And that kid was, I wanted to watch the movie that, that kid was oh, in. Oh, then you are going to hate the movie that I watched for fun because that is another one movie that nobody acts like that. But I, that is, fu- like, that's okay. At some point, Roberto Benigni, like, gets in a car that does not belong to him with a woman that he barely mm-hmm. knows. And, mm-hmm. like... It takes her, like, a long way to the car ride to realize that it's not the guy she thought was in the car. And when she turns and sees him, totally fine with it. Not like, hey, who's this strange man that has stolen my car? I mean, hes it's a movie where he makes the, the Holocaust into a game. So it's not, like, exactly rooted in, like, reality. Like, these are things I'm willing to go along with because he's so charming. And it's a charming love story. It's... I, I he's can, also I larger than that. life. He's a crazy, insane, like Jerry Lewis style, I kind can, of over the top. I can go with the idea that it's like supposed to be a little bit of like a fable, a little bit of yeah. like a, unre- but like the Holocaust part of it makes me a little, I felt like it was someone that had like read the Wikipedia entry for the Holocaust and then like made a movie based on that. Like, I mean, I think that, there, definitely, to there me. definitely are, to me, to me, the, the things that, when once we get into the the Holocaust portion, I guess they're they're are they're at Auschwitz, correct? Or, uh, that's never said, and that's, never said, but that doesn't look anything like yeah. like. Look, if I'm just gonna so say this, yeah, it's not look that it looks nothing like Auschwitz, and yeah. also from the research research that I've done, yeah, most Italian Jews probably wouldn't be there trekked as far as Auschwitz. Right. That makes sense. Anyway, so when they're in the concentration camp, um. There's a couple, the thing that I kind of wrote down is it does seem like they borrow from like other Holocaust movies. Like they have um, the little girl who has the cat early on in the movie. And then later we see like the cat just wandered around by itself. Yeah. Which very much to me was like, well, this is the little red, this is the red dress. Yeah. The for red this coat movie girl. is the cat. Um, or oh, yeah, the red but coat. But when he's walking in the and night. The, and and I like, also I, felt like when he plays the music i was like did he just stri- did they just straight up steal that from shawshank like when he plays the opera music like so oh, the yeah, entire thing yeah. can hear mm-hmm. um in again like if these were things that if it, these weren't movies that were made literally like three or four years before this movie was made where it was like he probably went into production two years after these oscar nominated and winning movies were made so he definitely saw these movies like it would be one thing if it was like a reference to like a little indie that they probably didn't get in Italy, but it's like he's a filmmaker in Italy. He definitely saw Schindler's List. Well, genius is steel, so that's fine. I don't have a problem with All that, right, and I Kanye. also didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Great, compare me to Yeezy. It's basically, the closest thing we have today to Jesus. Well, other than Beyonce. The, the one thing I appreciate about this movie, in terms of uh, the Holocaust stuff, is that they don't cent- 
I feel like they um, don't make major moments out of no. a lot of the deaths. They don't sensationalize like the, them. Like the uncle, who's like a pretty major tertiary character. Yeah. Like it's just we just, just see him and we know he's we, going to die, and yeah. we never hear. They just say goodbye, uncle. Yeah. And they do that with um, Roberto also, who's the guy who kind of I think that's the one he befriends, who's who's the one that speaks German and yeah. the, like all of a sudden he's just gone yeah and like we know what has happened to him and like um so i did like that and then um my favorite moment of the movie that i think is the best because one of the things i i agree with andy about in terms of is that i like that he's kind of always on with his son but i wish that he wasn't always on all the time like I wish we saw like little cracks in it more. Like well, even when like he's when he's working, carrying yeah, like he's the, carrying anvil, the anvil, but like even that feels like a little like almost slapsticky. Yeah. Today. What I did like is the moment when he f- runs into the doctor again, and the doctor gets him the job as the waiter. Oh, and that's then he his realizes best. the doctor only he just wants, wants to ask him, him to help yeah. for this. The puzzle. look on his face when he just is like, "Oh, he just wants yeah. that he's not going to help me at all." Is totally heartbreaking i understand any what you're saying about like it feels like somebody just w- read a wikipedia entry on the mm-hmm. holocaust because it to me it's almost not a holocaust movie right. it's it's a it's you know what i mean like that just happens to be the backdrop but it's a story about a, a man who loves his son and his family and and the links that he'll go to to protect them and that is why it worked for me because i don't think of it as it's not realistic like the the all that stuff like he the when he's like i speak german and then like he gets up and just like makes up shit like that's insane yeah that's a crazy thing to do by the way if he did that definitely one of those prisoners would kill him yeah because then they don't know what's going on either and they're probably going to die because they didn't learn any of the rules yeah and 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 then maybe one of the other german officers he doesn't know like speak a little bit of italian and be like this guy's fucking around yeah like Get rid of him. Like, that's a ballsy... That's insane. Yeah. But that's why I'm like, this isn't... It's not meant to be rooted in reality. It's just like a charming tale that just happens to have, like, the backdrop of... <laughs> the Holocaust. Worst human <laughs> being experience of all time. It feels like if you're going to bring in the Holocaust, you got to bring well, in the Holocaust. I mean, I mean, we know from Megan's history, it's not as bad as the witch trials. That's, but... <laughs> that's, that's true. Fair point. <laughs> Guys, that was a dark time, too. Don't undersell it. The guy was crushed by stones. I yeah. Mean, what, are you, what are you gonna do? That one guy and everybody else hung. Yeah. Um, At least they weren't burned yeah, alive. Yeah, so I guess I fall somewhere in between. That's uh, why I thought this was fun. She's very pro. I'm very anti, and you're in the middle, which yeah. makes for fun listening. I yeah, think. I'm in the middle. Like I, the first I was the first like 30, 35 minutes. I was very much like, oof, this movie does not stand up. And then I think there are some elements of like what he's trying to do for his son that like. Are still touching mm-hmm. um, the Schopenhauer bit at the end. I love how that comes back when the dog is barking at where he's hiding, and he's just like, "Leave, leave, yeah. leave!" Trying to get the dog to leave. Yeah, I do like understand what he's trying to do with the son, and I do uh, like that in theory. I feel like you could tell that story without bringing in the Holocaust, right? Um, and I do agree with you. It would have been nice to just see. I kept waiting for him to drop it at some point. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I've seen movies before. I know how this works. He's right. going at the end. He's going to drop it." Yeah. And they never dropped it, and then he just died, and that was yeah. it. I think he didn't drop it because he just was playing himself, Roberto Manini, yeah. and he truly is that person. In I his got life. that, actually. Actually, yeah. and, that, actually, I think that's why I wrote down Roberto, because that's that's the other death they don't really they don't really no. make a big thing of his death no. either. He just marched around a corner, and he gets 
machine shots, guns. And, that's it. Yeah. And we're done. And yeah. we see the guy come back out and we don't ever see his body. Like, Which I like because yeah. it was not, I'm not crying. It wasn't as like, it, it's not like emotionally like rip your heart out but that kind of wasn't the point the right point was it is yeah the, you when that only kid get... and then when the kid comes out and that truck that tank comes around and he's like <gasps> that's such a the one thing i will say for him in terms of restraints given the stuff that he's working with is the only like real wow i can't wait to like, see that was a like pause. Bruce, like <laughs> the only real like gruesome like Thing Andrew, is when did you he, fall into that pause? I did. did I, I, I was on the edge of my yeah. seat, literally, <laughs> as you can is, see right now. When he's, uh, when he's coming back from work late that one night and he finds all the bodies, like mm. when he gets lost, he yeah. doesn't know where he is. But that's like the only time you kind of, I mean, because we know obviously what happened, like all these like images of like people going in and getting dressed for the showers yeah. and we know what's going to, we know what's happening to these people, but that was the only moment that it's like, you're really seeing like the toll and i actually appreciate that yeah me too because i think a lot of particularly in a post post schindler's list like a lot of movies about the holocaust kind of like try and truck it yeah yeah and and, and i and i think it's because again i there you can't have that like tone of like oh you know like whatever yeah. and he's like joking about people being made into yeah. buttons of wooden soap you can't like joke about that and like actually show that yeah. and make Did you guys because... see son of saul by the way no no is that a Holocaust movie? I'm so sorry. Is that a Holocaust movie? Yeah, it's about. It's literally about a guy whose job is to. No. <laughs> wherever where this is going. You're no. out at a guy to like, go through and like pull out the bodies from the gas chambers. Who finds a kid who's not quite dead who then dies, but oh, Jesus. In his head, he's trying to figure out if it was his son or not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now is... I'm suddenly more pro wacky Roberto Benigni. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun it times. is. A rough watch. Did you guys read that article that came out recently that people are forgetting about, about the Holocaust? The Holocaust. Yes. Yeah. That 41% of... 41% of Americans don't know what Auschwitz is? This is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Or did they think, like, they don't know how many Jews They don't know how many killed. Jews. They yeah, they like, thought it was, like, it was like... People say it was like 2 million. 2 million or yeah. whatever. 6 million. Just in case people out there are listening. Yeah. Oh, God. Millennials. Mills. Yeah. They're terrible. Um, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Sure. Let's move on to something cheerier, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that feel-good movie. Mm. God, this is tough. I'm glad we're talking about this and Thin Red Line back-to-back. Yeah. Yep. These are these are two movies that I bo- have a lot to say about both. Uh, this one is a new record for the, Update the Wiki, three minutes in and I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> crying at the old man. Um... Great casting on that old man, by the way. Incredible. He looks like how an old looks, Matt Damon. I don't like, know how they felt, but it looks so much like Matt Damon. It's, it's insane how much he looks like an old Matt Damon. Um, I, I mean, I, I, this is the thing, Craig, and maybe we can talk about. I kind of want to talk about this, like in conjunction with the Thin Red Line, just because they're so sort of like they're so close in subject matter and the whatever. Maybe we can talk like generally about Saving Private Ryan, and then we'll talk a little bit about both, and, and we'll talk about Thin Red Line. Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespeare. Spielberg is just man. He's just fucking good at making movies, man. Yep. Yep. He, he is uh, incredible at making movies. I had forgotten. I texted you. I had forgotten about. I mean, I knew that opening scene obviously 
was going to blow my mind, but I had forgotten just how violent it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, I found myself making faces that I did not know that I had in me. The part where that guy goes and picks up his arm that has been blown off. Like it is. And I wrote down, this is chaos. How did we win? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, how did that happen? Like, how is that a real thing people did? It it's a real thing. Inconceivable. Well, it, it is, like, a crazy... Between, like, you watch, like, the opening of this movie, like, D-Day, and then you think back, you know, we, like, talked about, like, all the Dunkirk movies. Like, these things that happen, like, they seem written. Like, yeah. just, yeah. like, that the Allies were able to overcome D-Day and, like the British were able to overcome something like Dunkirk and still win the war. Like yeah. if you wrote it, you'd be like, okay, I get like, these are the good guys. These are who you want to win. But like, there's no way that like these people are just, they're just getting machine gunned on the beach. They're just yeah. sitting ducks. Like yeah. that team loses. That's like, e- yeah, easily, yeah. easily. They're just throwing, when the thing drops down and then, and everybody's immediately like the front, front line, whatever is right. all immediately yeah. shot. And then that one, you're like, how did they win? And then the one guy that jumps off on this over the side and, like, doesn't even get shot, he just drowns. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You really couldn't win. Yeah. That's... Or the guys that get set on fire coming yeah. out of the yeah. Yeah. ship. Um, I was talking to Shannon Holmes, uh-huh. uh, who's a friend of ours, and he was telling about this movie, and he was telling me that they shot that, the, the D-Day sequence, in order... Of, like, where they were on the beach. So you felt, like, every day. So you felt, like, every day they moved forward a little bit up the beach, up the beach, up the beach. So you felt like you were, like, really, like, going through the thing. Yeah. Spielberg's a master. Like, incredible, right? Of course that's the way you should do it. And it's not even, like, it would be one thing if it just was, like, there's this, like, you know... 12 minute tour de force opening scene, however long it is. And then, like... There's a story after the rest of the movie but there's, is incredible. There's also like, there's two other like, like at least two other like giant battle set pieces in yeah. this, um, that are incredible, equal almost equally as incredible. Yeah, and as equally as like, and and even more heartbreaking in the like, especially with the last, the last one, one because you're losing all these people, all these that, people that yeah. you cared about. Yeah, which is, yeah, it's this movie is it's funny because I've seen the part where. Um, Giovanni Ribisi dies, spoiler alert, uh, like a billion times. Cause yeah. that, and that really always stuck with me yeah. when he's like, I want to go home. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have not seen it all the way through f- probably since, whatever. What is this, 1998? Yeah. Whatever. Um, and it is just incredible. Yeah. Really I had, I'm, it's great. When you guys talked about Schindler's List, you said you know, it was the, like, the definitive, you never need another Holocaust movie after Schindler's List. That's how I feel about this movie yeah. and war movies. War movies. I don't need another There's, one. Like, no one can ever, I feel like any war movie I watch now is just trying to do this and not doing it as well. Agreed. Like, every battle scene, like somehow we're 20 years past this and we have not gotten any better at filming battle scenes mm-hmm. and yeah. filming war and creating war than this movie was. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's... the best World War II movie ever? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think the best war movie ever. It's also, there's the saying like uh, that uh, all war movies are pro-war movies because on some level, just watching a war movie, you get caught up in the excitement and right. the glamour and the heroics. And I, I think that's true except for this movie. Yeah, I agree. This is the one movie when I watch it, it's like, no, nothing about that in any way. No. Nope. Yeah. 
They like, repeat it over the so characters. Horrific. It seems horrific. It's shot horrifically. And it's also don't like it's written so well. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. the there are so many amazing moments too where I'm just like when that Tom Hanks when he does like gives a speech about like you know if this I don't know why I'm doing this but if it gives me the right to go home then I'm gonna do it or whatever it is like that shit is so well written and again not doesn't feel like it's glorifying the situation yeah. that they're in at all it I, just yeah. feels I, real I had really forgotten about that and watch it this time the script really stood out to me I forgot how good the script is the yeah. dialogue is great like the conversations between the guys they're yeah. so well written. They're and so it, natural. Yeah. The quiet moments are almost yeah. as good as the war moments. And it like, doesn't feel it. It doesn't feel um, uh, schmaltzy is not the word word I'm looking for, but like a uh, hacky. I no, guess the only it, thing it, that does a little bit to me is I think the bookends are a little. Hacky. I agree with you. I agree with you. A I, little bit, but yeah. it's an emo- but it's emotionally effective, I, it, so I forgive it. And it's just I think it's because like it opens with this guy and like his like three like conventionally hot granddaughters like <laughs> walking behind him and hey, then the that's I what think he did it, with I his life he earned it i think every it's and honestly like i probably if the movie was not as good like the bulk of the movie was not as good mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't bother me as much but because i feel like the bookends are not as good as the rest of the movie that's why the bookends bother me yeah like if the book if this was like something in the middle of the movie i just would have forgotten about it but because it's the beginning and the end of the movie i'd say it bothers me too but i cried god damn it i cried at that old man crying old men crying i'm fucking done i don't think it like super added anything right. but i i don't I'm, i wasn't like bothered by it and yeah. i don't know how yeah Watching the bookends this time, I was struck by something that uh, I was struck by a lot when rewatching this time is just how much movies have changed in 20 years. Because, like, to me, watching those bookends, they're so clearly like pandering to baby boomer, like the baby boomer generation. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Look at that great show. And I was like, so 20 years ago, people were like, who should we pander to with our films? Right. Yeah old white people in America. Yeah. And it ends on the waving of the American right. flag. Right, I mean, it's so, like, yeah, clearly trying to get that, like, old person audience yeah. from America to come watch me. I mean, I remember... I was 16 when this movie came out. I remember going to see it in theaters. Like, that's just how much movies have changed. Who, as a 16-year-old, is now like, let me go watch that Spielberg war movie opening weekend in theaters. Well, I always just think it's funny because, um, like, just because we... I know Megan sees a lot, Andy and I see a ton of movies, but, like, I will occasionally, like, once every three years, I randomly get carded for an R-rated movie still, and it always makes me oh, feel you look really like a good. Child. Yeah. But it's always, it would always be, like, Saving Private Ryan, I guess, would be different because you'd just say, oh, someone wants to see this. Like, right. well, yeah. But, like, I got carded for, like, to go see Truth, <laughs> the Kate Blanchett, like, Robert Redford yeah, yeah. movie. Who and I the was, like, fuck is... The, they should be grateful that someone under... What kid uh, is to see Before it. that, the movie I'd seen, gotten carded for before that was Frost Nixon. That's insane. I was, like... <laughs> What 16-year-olds are it's trying to sneak into the Richard Nixon movie? I'm like, trying to learn about the history of my country. Yeah. Come on. It's so crazy. That's it's like, hilarious. I get it, guys. If I was going to see, I don't know, fucking Deadpool, like, and you aren't sure if I'm 17 or yeah. not. Yeah. Frost Nixon. Yeah. Kids, but, that, that tested really well with, like, the 13 to 18 yeah. demographic. Um, It was just weird to me. I'd Like, did you guys realize this was the highest grossing movie of 1998? Like, not surprising. That's it's great. just strange to me how much the movie industry has yeah, changed. Because yeah, because yeah, my parents really I think went and saw this movie this like twice or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, if this came out today, it would not. It would still be as great, but it would yeah. not be. The that. other thing that stood out to me about this movie, in more of like a acting sense, is I always remember like the core group, and like mm-hmm. I always remember like 
I didn't remember how quickly he dies, but I remember like Vin Diesel's in this movie. Yeah. Like Jeremy Ugh, Davies is the in little this French movie. girl, by the way. Second time they cried. That was my second cry. Speaking of the casting director, shout out. Like almost everybody has gone on. Yeah. To I, something. I, I, like, Ed, the hit that rate group, is I think Ed Burns has had like the yeah. worst right, career. Right. I have a big crush on Jeremy Davies, which will come as a surprise to mm. no one. I feel like he's he's the opposite of your usual. Usually like teddy bears. I guess I like generally a bigger man, but I like how clumsy he was. He um, I wrote down about Jeremy Davies. Um, every time I watch that scene, I hate Oppum so much um, when he's like crying on the right. stairs. Stairs right. and he can't, and I I can't down, watch that scene. And then I wrote, however, that's me. That's you. Actually, no, I'm dead on the beach. <laughs> I went to Canada to avoid the, the war, so yeah. at least you made it to the beach. You so that's definitely are dead on the um, beach. You wouldn't have drowned, but you would have definitely that first wave. But we'll that be- that moment is I can't. When Adam Goldberg is like, nope, don't don't do it. I I can't watch that moment. Yeah, yeah. That's but um, what I uh, what I never remember is that. Ted Danson and Paul Giamatti yes. in this movie, and I don't even think I ever realized Brian Cranston was in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he time, wasn't I think a the thing last time then. I probably saw that scene. Yeah, right. He wasn't. Right. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't a thing. Like I don't even know if Malcolm in the Middle had yeah. really taken off so. yet. So. I just like I I love. Oh, but also Nathan Fillion in one scene is amazing. Mm-hmm. I that's maybe that's one of my favorite scenes too. I love Nathan Fillion, and I think he really does. He goes, "All right, brother." Is my brother okay? <laughs> He's in elementary school. Well, maybe they got him mixed up. Maybe it is my brother. It's a really good it. performance. It's it really funny. It's, it's, a, it's a hard performance to give. And he does it's it, a hard, yeah. it, it is a comedic performance right. in the middle of like one of the darkest, you know, yeah. like movies about death of all time. It's yeah. crazy to me how funny it is. We needed more of this. This is a great Tom Hanks performance, I think. Not like, like in his like more serious mold. Yeah. Um, and I wish he was more like this in the post. Like, yeah. I feel like like this is gravitas. a very, like, just stripped-down performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like like that's what, like, the Post needed. Another yeah. trivia bit that I read about this was um, the speech where he says what he does, like, whatever, mm-hmm. where he, he talks about being a school teacher, uh, was way longer. And on the day that they were shooting it, he said to Steven Spielberg, he was like, I don't think it would be that long. I think he would just kind of get to the point and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm a school teacher. That's it. Like, we just got to get out of here. Yeah. And... Spielberg was like, you're right. And then that made it. Spielberg's and then that's that. Yeah. He knows now, what he's doing. Now, can we just quickly turn... Let's just... Yeah. Let's just... We can go on to Thin Red Line. Go on to Thin Red Line. Because let's talk about somebody who's, in my mind, not a master. <laughs> I just want to say... I just want to say, your feeling towards life is beautiful. Yes. Is how I feel towards the Thin Red Line. Now, I hated this movie. This. I hated this movie when I saw it in theaters. And I thought it was because... Thinking back on it, I was like, God, I remember hating that movie. And I was like, well, it's maybe like above it. But then I remembered, I've never made it through an an entire Terrence Malick movie other than this because then I had to watch it. Right. This movie made me so mad. I hate this movie maybe more than I hated fucking Howard's End. And I hated Howard's End. (laughs) I want to play a quick game before we let you keep going. And by the way, can I just say one thing? Yeah. This is the... I don't even want to say the B team. It is like the D team to Saving Private Ryan's A team. It's like Saving Private Ryan, we have like Tom Hanks. And in this movie, we have like fucking, like, what's his fucking name? Like, uh, what's, like Nick Nolte? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Nick Nolte. And we have like, we have like, instead of, uh, we've, instead of Matt Damon, we got like Jim Caviezel. Instead of like, uh, you know, we got Jared Leto instead of 
Giovanni Ribisi, like, fuck this movie. Yeah. Fuck you. Ben, what's his face instead also, of... don't forget John Travolta as a military general, <laughs> yeah. which is maybe the least believable oh casting my God, that of was, any movie in um, the history of the That world. was a tough watch. Can, can we do a role play real quick? Oh, please. Okay, so I want you guys to be studio executives, <laughs> and I'm going to be Terrence Malick. And you just open it, like, being like, you know, something like, you know, I, you want to make a movie about World War II. Terrence, I heard I heard you're shopping around a movie about World War II. Why don't you tell me? Oh, already I don't like why you're, you're sitting. Already I don't like this. It seems like a very Terrence Malick way to sit, though. I will agree. <laughs> I'm going to try not to barf. Terrence, why don't you tell me about your movie? Trees. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. see a lot of trees and narration. Okay, now I want you to do the same thing. Well, what kind of narration? I, but I want you to ask me the same thing about, like, if I was going to make a movie about, let's say, Pocahontas. <laughs> Do you want to make a movie? Terrence, I heard that you want to make a movie about the new world. Trees. <laughs> Trees and narration. Hey, what about the movie that you want to make about life? What Trees. would you call it? Tree. <laughs> Tree of Trees would be the best possible title if you guys... Uh, um, the crazy Meg- thing to me is, like, how many people have seen that many Terrence Malick movies, and yet I bet everyone knows Terrence Malick is Trees and Narration. Yeah. Like, how did that become such a known but thing in the culture? But not one narrator. Everybody <laughs> narrating in their inner, head. Right. But not narration, really. Inner thoughts right. in their head. And, I'm, right. and everybody sounds kind of the same, so I'm like, who? What? What is happening? Yeah. What are you even talking about? What Megan, is going on? Megan, what is I the also, plot of this movie? Megan, I also do not like this movie at all. All right. <laughs> I am so this glad. This movie, um, I don't know. It definitely will not be the worst aesthetically and stuff like that. It's probably not going to be the worst movie we watch in the course of this entire podcast. It might be. It might. Me. No, it might not be the worst. I want to punch it. But it probably it will be my least. It place. might be my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. I can. Also, I think the acting is bad. The it's guy Benvolio, whatever, well, you know whoever, he... whoever played the guy that played Benvolio in Romeo plus Juliet, whatever the fuck that guy, he's straight up really bad, and he is like kind of the main person. Well, you know, like the deal. The best with, part of this like, movie is Jim Caviezel's eyes. Well, the deal with which Malik are is, you know, like he <laughs> shoots these movies, and then he shoots them like for years and then edits some together and like he will like adrian brody was cast as the lead of this mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm. are you serious yeah yeah and he has is maybe in like two seconds maybe five yep. lines and he's in the background of one like sort of major scene like he was the eyes of the movie when it was originally made yeah. like it was supposed to be told through his story but there are no eyes of yeah. the movie there's no there is no main character you don't you who are you you're preaching to the choir baby <laughs> <laughs> We're all on the same page here. Go ahead, Andy. Uh, this movie. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, to be fair to Malik, I don't know if this movie was intended to be watched on a laptop while I was scrolling through baseball scores. I don't know if that's intended. I don't know any other way to do it other than to, to not movie. watch it. I, I will say, I think I'm slightly more pro this movie than you guys. I'm still very anti this movie. But I feel like there could have been an interesting hour and a half version of this movie. The no. problem was this movie was three hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was maybe the longest three hours of my life. I kept checking every two minutes. I would check the time to see how much time was left. Yeah. Uh-huh. Feeling like, oh, it is, at least it's been <laughs> ten minutes, and it would have been two minutes. The only interesting thing about this movie to me, the only um, 
is the cinematography I think is good. Yes. And, Whatever. You and, go, to go to the South Pacific and, and like I, you point a camera anywhere, it's going to look fucking I'm pretty. I'm not saying you're wrong. And the scene where Woody Harrelson blows his butt up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that wasn't yes. going to say it. But true. here's the thing. That's that true. scene is less funny to me than Nathan it's, Fillion. Oh, in, it's not really funny. I, I, it's not even that it's funny. I was just like, I'm... I'm interested for the first time watching this movie for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> but occasionally something it interesting yeah. would happen. You'd be like, oh, great. And then it would go away in a minute. You're like, oh, darn yeah. it. I thought yeah. we were going to follow something to completion, but no, of course not. When we were watching, we're wander through in the my Saving Private Ryan notes, I wrote, there are actual characters with backgrounds in this movie. Yeah. I just don't know anything about anybody in Thin Red Line, and I don't care. Like, it's crazy to me how little I care about any of these people. Is Like, did Sean Penn and, like, Jim Caviezel bang or something, and that's why they have, like, a weird dynamic? Like, I don't what know. the fuck, man? Like, let's see that movie. I'll watch a movie where they fuck or whatever. Yeah. I just hated... My second favorite character this, in the movie after quote... Woody Harrelson was George Clooney, who has four <laughs> lives. <laughs> and, <laughs> and by the way, just does it exactly like Michael Clayton. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, Michael Clayton showed up. Yeah. No problem. To quote Roger Ebert, I hated, 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 hated this movie. I, I don't know. I, I, I really want to travel back in time to 1998 just to interview the people that voted for this movie. Yeah! to nominate for Best Picture to talk to them about, like, what was going on in their lives. And it's not like there was not other better movies yes, we were going to talk exactly. about, Exactly. Yeah. This, It's I inexplicable j- to me. Usually, I'm like, okay, that movie wasn't for me. This movie, I don't understand I don't know who it's got for. nominated for Best Picture. I don't know who it's, it's for. It's completely Especially inexplicable. If it, if, even if it was a year that you didn't have Saving Private, even if you're going to say Saving Private Lion, Life is Beautiful, even though they take place in the same time, are very different movies, because mm-hmm. one's about war and one is about... The Holocaust, really. Like, we see tanks in both, but, like, there's no, like, they could, if those events weren't happening at the same time, those Yes. Two events in world history. But these two years. movies. Yeah, it's basically Band of Brothers and the Pacific if the Pacific was, like, people going into a voiceover booth and reading, like, (laughs) (laughs) and then just, like, random monkey shots. Yeah. I, yeah, why was he in the beach with the like the villagers? Like this is a, I don't know. Why was he? When was did that even happen? He just How like goes he... AWOL and then they're just taken back. Like nothing's wrong. Like, and then nothing's he goes wrong. AWOL again. And if then... you just leave, you and can't then just it's like. like... Uh, listen, I just read a bunch of Rumi and some Kierkegaard. Now I'm gonna write a movie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna write it about spin the globe. Oh my Guadalcanal. God. What happened there? Oh, huh? a big World War II battle. Great. Great. Done. I hated it. It was terrible. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about it other than. I now I know I am not a Terrence Malick fan, and I don't ever need to finish the Tree of Fucking Life because I hate it. The only movie that I'll say that I think you could watch is his first big. I know movie. you're gonna say the Richard Gere one. No, Badlands. Oh, Badlands. Which is like an hour and a half long. Oh. Yeah, actually, and it's just a story. Because because it's I hated this. And Martin Sheen, and it's just a story. Because I hated this movie so much, and I hate Terrence Malick so much. I'm I'm what is it petitioning? Protesting? Protesting. Sure. Whatever the fuck. I've, uh, all Terrence Malick movies. All, yeah. all Terrence Malick movies. Well, the good thing is it seems like most people are now doing <laughs> the Terrence Malick movies, so that's you're not true. alone. I think at some point people will realize he just makes one movie, and yeah. once you've seen that movie, you don't need to see that movie. But again. Andy, I don't have a problem with movies that aren't don't have like a linear plot. Me or either. that don't have... That's the crazy thing. And listening to this podcast, I feel like we are similar in the way of like, I don't care about plot necessarily. Yeah. Like, plot is not an important quality. Characters so are fine. I thought I would have been open to this movie. And I was not. No, but well, there's no even, characters. That's, right, exactly. I no need characters. characters. I love a character study, and there were no well, characters. Even, there's no even characters. with me, like, because I had only seen this movie for the first time three or four years ago, and I did not like it. And but when I went back to rewatch, I was like, well, you know, I loved a ghost story, and that's really just like 
couple characters, but it's really more about like time and like grief and stuff like that. It's not it's not about people. So maybe I'll like. And then I was like, nope, still don't like. No, the red hate line. it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. And the dialogue, by the way, we bring that. That's why we bring up saying by Ryan. The dialogue, I don't, I can't. It's. I just remember being like, this is so shitty. Like it's every like when the guys are talking to each other, I'm like, this is exactly what you would expect. Like from like, hey, I gotta whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, I gotta read a quick ad read. Um, so this is cool. Uh, we have an ad read this week. Great. Um, the twentieth twentieth uh, anniversary Blu-ray for the Thin Red Line. Will be <laughs> <laughs> I knew that there was gonna be something dumb, and you. Well, that will sell zero copies. So that's great. Good for Ballet. Um, okay, let's say, let's move, Shakespeare let's in move love. to the winner. Shakespeare in love. Okay, okay, lots to say, lots to say. Uh, a couple years from this point, from when I watched this movie in 1998, I would be studying in England, Shakespeare, and uh, so as soon as the music started on this, and like part of that reason was because of this movie, because I love this movie so much, and I love Shakespeare, and well, you guys know, we're fucking theater people. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, we're actors. Nerds. <laughs> Um, and the second this, I was like, I don't know how well this movie is going to hold up. And the second that music came in, I was like, oh yeah, I remember being a kid and like loving this, loving the romance, the sweepingness of it. Um, and the jokes, I'll I'll tell you, we talked about this a lot. It's hard to be a comedy and be nominated. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. hard to be a comedy and win. Yeah. We'll talk about reasons why this might have won, yeah. whatever. Yes. But but the jokes really hold up for me, mm-hmm. man. I mm-hmm. I had a lot of laugh out loud yeah. moments and a lot of like things where I was like so so charmed by it. And uh I was expecting to hate Goop too and Goop did a good job. This is peak this is peak Goop. Peak yeah. Goop. Yeah, this really is. Yeah. 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 And we've already ta- talked about how I definitely would get into it with yeah. Joseph Fiennes sexually. The only the only unfortunate thing for Goop in this movie is that and he's not terrible on it, but her boyfriend at the time had to have a role in the movie. I think he's very funny. What I, is the play all, now, and what dis- is my part? Now we are going to disagree, Craig. <laughs> say, say what you're going to say. I just think Ben Affleck is, I don't even think he's bad in the movie. I just think he's not as good as everybody else in the movie because he has to do a British accent and it's not good. I have a very, very hot take. It's so hot. I don't know. It might burn Andy, out. Andy, Andy, ben Affleck's Andy, the best us, person in this movie. Uh, no, no, I don't think that. But I do think that other than Goodwill Hunting, this is Ben Affleck's best performance. I completely agree. In a movie. Oh, I completely wow. agree. I completely I agree. Don't, but I don't. I think he's the only one that he's take. different in. Yeah. And I think he is. I think he does a good job. I think he's, he's funny. He's legitimately funny. Yeah. He's, his timing in this movie is, is impeccable. spot on. Yeah. When he's like, oh, this is killed. Will, that's not true. <laughs> like, whatever. That part is so great. Yeah. He's great. I did Incredibly think, charismatic. I will, say, I will tell you, work. I had, uh, I had remembered What's the play's name? As, Malvolio. I'll do it. <laughs> in, in my head, he was Marlowe. Because I haven't seen this movie, oh. and when I went back and I was like, "Oh, he's not Christopher Marlowe. That's no. not that's not Ben Affleck's Rupert Everett right bitch. now." Um, he's great in that one scene too. Yeah, Tom Wilkinson, I think, is the unsung hero in all of this. So yes. good. He's yes. so good. He is. My favorite part, my favorite line of his, is when he's like, "And excellent, excellent, and a dog, excellent." During that whole the big fight or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
I love that. I, I think it's... The one thing, I'll say this to, I said this to Kelly, because we have two Elizabethan movies, and we have Joseph Fiennes in both of them, and we have Jeffrey mm-hmm. Rush in Jeffrey both Rush of them. Mm-hmm. And it, it and does sort of nothing against, uh, obviously, like, it's going to be, like, a different thing because of the roles they're playing and stuff, but it just goes to show you that Jeffrey Rush could not be more different in these two no. movies, and Joseph Fiennes could not be the, more the, <laughs> the same, same in these person. two movies. Yes. <laughs> no, although he, 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 the line that had me, like, literally, I out loud, like, barked with laughter is when he, they're in the boat, and he's, the guy's rowing, and he's talking about, like, he's, like, doing, po- like, spouting poetry to, um, whatever, Viola as the guy, and, um, the, the boat rower goes, rider, is he? And he goes, row your boat! <laughs> so loud. It's so funny. It's so, it's such a delight it, of a movie. It really is. As an act, as someone who literally just came from rehearsing a Shakespeare play to record <laughs> this podcast, uh, and as someone whose two favorite playwrights of all time are William Shakespeare and Tom Stoppard, we're both involved in this film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm very deeply in the tank for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, love it. I love this movie. This is one of my favorite movies. Uh, in rewatching the movie, I was just reminded just how good the screenplay is because it almost every single line of the movie works if you know nothing about Shakespeare, mm-hmm. yeah. but also works on a completely different level. Yeah. If you do know Shakespeare, yeah, right. It's Stuff like from two his parallel other movies happening at the exact same time that can both be enjoyed equally by mm-hmm. different audiences, which sure. is amazing to me. Yeah, um, and that end shot of her, I love also when the music comes in and that end shot of her, her name is Viola, and she's, like, walking on the beach. Right, is right. such a When little... I first watched this movie, when it came out, I had not read Twelfth Night. I didn't get that, but yeah. I still loved that mm-hmm. part. And mm-hmm. now watching it, I was like, oh, um, oh yes. uh, Though, a little nerdy um, <laughs> uh, Shakespeare thing, uh, Twelfth Night was written, like, six Fair. years after Romeo and Fair. Juliet. There's, Fair. like, nine plays in between Romeo okay. and Juliet All right. and Twelfth Night. So, Calm I mean, down. Including, also... including Hamlet, so... Calm down, nerd. <laughs> also, the Queen never came to the Globe Theater. There's a lot of things, but we're not going to pick it. Also, another really great um ben affleck line is when somebody's like oh it comes out and they're bite, bite, they bite my thumb or something it was something and he goes are you gonna do it like that yes that's <laughs> what i'm saying his timing is yeah. so good i still say to this day it's great timing are you gonna do it like that? he's really like good in this that? movie yeah, I, I, didn't think Craig's wrong. I think i think i think i think the accent need a little work fair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I will give you that. And when the guy goes, and when he goes, I just wrote down a bunch of lines that really made me laugh. When they're in the uh, the bar, and she's like, the prostitute's like, so what's the play about? And the guy that plays the nurse goes, well, there's this nurse. Uh, which is, <laughs> which would be the my Mar- role, by That's the, the Meryl Streep. You know that's the, the apocryph- probably apocryphal Meryl Streep story? No, no, I don't know this story. When she's at Yale, apparently, like, the first role she ever played was in some play and i feel like it was moliere just because it seems like it would be and she played a maid who fainted and they're going through and the director's asking like what's the show about and they get to meryl streep and she goes it's about a maid who faints (laughs) (laughs) um i just really you know who that is who plays the nurse oh jim carter from downton abbey oh never seen it it's great i'm sure um and you know here's something i read that i did not check to see if it's true that he is married to Imelda Staunton, who plays Gwyneth Paltrow's nurse in the movie. Wow. That's the nurse crazy. in the play. Wow. And her nurse are married in real life. That is actually really kind of fun. Why yeah. did you not lead with that fun fact? That's a funner fact. <laughs> I think they're both fun facts. <laughs> I, don't, I also love her, too. I think Imelda Staunton's so funny. She's so good, especially that part where she's like... Sitting I outside. I did and not remember Colin Firth as like. I Paris, did not either. Yes. Paris, basically. No, no, movie. it's like, a pretty prom, yeah. Prom, prom, prom yeah, role. he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he's great. 
He's, it's, it's hard to make him un. Let me tell you, it's hard to make him unlikable. Yeah. Talk about people that I would want to boink. And, <laughs> I see uh, that. That I understand. He's uh, number number one or two on the list, and uh, he's very unlikable in this. Yes. The the the. I also find when they're doing Romeo and Juliet, I was actually moved by the performance of the I actual agree. play. I agree. Me too. Like, didn't need to be that good. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it was. Yeah. When the guy with the stutter goes out and he, like, finally gets it out yeah. and he's yeah. like, that was amazing. Yeah. And he's so happy about it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. It's a good movie. We should... Yes. Before we move like on, it, like, so when I do the beginnings, when I do, like, our little drop every time, I have to go through and um, find, like, you know, like the YouTube clip or whatever of the best picture winning. Um, so to do when I was grabbing, like just in the Oscar goes to Shakespeare in love, it's a rough watch because this is, even though he obviously was a big player already, this yeah. is Harvey Weinstein's first Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. This yeah. is like famously. That he actually yeah. and he campaigned the and this, pretty yeah, hard. This yes. is like, it's kind of, if you look at the Weinstein yeah. playbook mm-hmm. and you ignore the first 40 pages about rape, <laughs> the big thing is yes. going to be Shakespeare, Shakespeare and Love beating yeah. Saving Private Ryan yeah. at the Oscars. Yeah, and, yeah. And Shave, someone, it yeah. won. It, I'm just was, let's talk on that. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to talk about. Yeah, great. Yeah, let's go ahead, Andy. No, I just I feel like in some ways the worst thing that happened to this movie was that it won Best Picture. That's the smartest thing that you've said today. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I just want to write that down. The worst thing that happened to Shakespeare and Love because people hate it and give it a bad rap. Right. Right. Exactly. I feel like this happens to to movies sometimes. I feel kind of the same way. Although it didn't win like the success La La Land had at the Oscars. Yes. Like if it had just come out and been like, oh, that's a wonderful movie, and it had and not... it'd been like the seventh nominee. Right. You'd be like, oh, right. it's fun. A exactly. Musical got nominated. Exactly. And it's not fair to those movies. It's not not their fault and right. i feel like it's unfortunate that sort of word association shakespeare in love oh that's that movie that beat saving private ryan yeah which like is so unfair to this movie because yeah. it, it it overshadows what a great movie this is now and it's sort of become in some ways like a, a punchline or something yeah it, which it, it like, doesn't deserve it You're is totally like this right. crazy backlash to the point like you brought up la la land is like every year on facebook like i will post like my top 25 movies of the year and I'll rank the top 10 and then I'll list like the other 15 yeah. in 2016. I think I just did my top 16 because La La Land was in my top 25 <laughs> right. and I just didn't want to <laughs> right. go through it right. with people online. Right. I was like, it's like 18 for me. So I'm just not going to list the other 15. And I don't I'll get that. Do I don't get the weird hate. I, I yeah. enjoyed no, that movie. I agree. Yeah. If, it, if it had never won Best Picture, there would be a whole group of people out there that openly say, this is one of my favorite movies. Well, yeah. to be fair, it did not win Best Picture. Uh, well, we're, that's, we're talking about Shakespeare. Oh, we're, Shakespeare. Talking, about, we're talking about Shakespeare Love. <laughs> right, right, right. No, yeah, I, no, 100%. Like, you're right. That's why it's so refreshing for you to say, this is one of my favorite movies. Because right. rewatching it, I, I was like, I feel like, like I have to like, have this shame about it that yeah. like, I love Shakespeare and Love, which is not fair. Like, hopefully that will die away as people sort of forget. Yeah, and revisit and realize, like, no, it's really good mm-hmm. and yeah. really funny and mm-hmm. really, like, lovely. Yes. Yeah. Should we rank them? Yep. Um, do we want to all say our number fives and do it that way? or do No, Andy want... goes first. Andy, give us your list. Give my list? Yeah. Uh, I know that we spent 20 minutes on how much we hate Thin <laughs> Red Line, but my five is Life is Beautiful. That's okay. insane. <laughs> Thin That's red line, insane. Thin red line, I did not enjoy. That's Life is more insane I to me than I haven't watching. seen Titanic. That's insane. <laughs> like I, I hated. That sure, yeah, so three hours of uh, monkeys rather than a than a charming little boy. Uh, thin sure. red line was just boring. Life is beautiful was a travesty. Um, thin red line is my number four. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Elizabeth is number three. Yep. And after all we just said about Shakespeare in Love, and it's one of my favorite films, it should not have won Best Picture. It's a marvelous film. I love it so much. Saving Private Ryan is the greatest war film of all time and an all-time masterpiece. And uh, Saving Private Ryan is my number one. Megan. This is tough because I cannot believe how I agree with you on some of the things. And I just want to punch you in your stupid <laughs> face. Really That's what's fun, Megan, hate. because listening to this podcast, we agree it's not on fun movies for me. so much, and yet sometimes we so violently disagree. Andy. It's not fun. It's not fun for me, Andy. All right. Well, it's I fun wanted for me. to. <laughs> I wanted to like you. I wanted us to be friends, but now it can't happen. Uh, so like, Thin Red Line is like. <laughs> if this is like Dante, you can't see this, I'm, but I'm. If this is like the circles of hell. Yeah. Like there, it's, the Thin Red Line out is with Judas and, and Brutus, Brutus and Cassius. And Cassio. Right now. Yeah. Cassius. It's in the mouth, getting chewed. Yeah. I hate that movie. Did I tell you that much I hate that <laughs> yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then four would be Elizabeth. Uh-huh. There's like a huge chasm. Yeah. And now we're at Elizabeth. Yeah. And then there's another big jump, and then life is beautiful. Yeah. And then I agree with what you said. I love Shakespeare in Love. It truly is one of my favorite movies, but it should not have lost to Saving Private Ryan, which is the greatest war movie of all time. Number one. My list... It's it's none of our lists are exactly the same, but they're all pretty close. I feel like this is a pretty obvious. Five is Thin Red Line. Oh, thank God. Four is Life is Beautiful <laughs> for me. Three is Elizabeth. Two is Shakespeare in Love, and one is Saving Private yeah, Ryan. Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty obvious yeah. year. I'm always excited though to see if something changes my mind. Yeah. But speaking of the year. Let's talk about the other movies of the year that maybe could have been nominated, could have been in the best picture. This is a very clear year, and you had a top two, and the other three could easily be booted (laughs) for any movie we will discuss, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, Andy, you want to go first? Sure, sure. Uh, Before I discuss my movie, just a shout-out to one of my all-time favorite films from this year, uh, Primary Colors, which should not have been nominated for best picture. I just love that movie, and I would think about it at least once a day during the 2016 election. (laughs) Yeah, good flick. Um, And Kathy Bates uh, gives an all-time supporting actress performance in that film. Uh, great movie. But the movie I want to talk about, something we have talked about, or you guys have talked about on this podcast a lot, is when you see a movie and you can remember exactly where you saw it and the circumstances of seeing it. And for me, that movie, or one of those movies, is The Truman Show. Hmm. And I strongly believe The Truman Show should have been nominated for Best Picture this year. It has something interesting to say oh. about the world. Yeah. And in one of my past lives, I was a, a tour guide at Universal Studios, and the end of Truman Show takes place in the water tank outside, or in the Universal lot. And during the Universal tour, you mention hundreds of movies, and most people just stare at you blankly. You were a tour guide at the, at the Universal Studios? Yes, yes. That is a fucking bomb-ass job. Yes, it was quite fun. And uh, most movies, uh, you would list them, and people would just stare at you blankly. Truman Show would almost always get a response from the people really? on from all over the world. A surprisingly well-remembered really? movie, like internationally. Internationally, too. yeah, yeah. It was just there was a visceral like feeling of like, oh yeah, Truman Show. We know that movie. Interesting. And it's not surprising to me because I feel like sort of the concept of Truman Show is something that sort of like entered the popular culture. Yeah. Like, it's sort of like a shorthand. Oh, this is like Truman Show. This yeah. thing, like especially I now feel that like reality. I usually show. say this is like Ed TV, but I get yes. with you that you sure, sure. Fair. <laughs> well, this was this was before Ed TV, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is really the yeah. New- Reality wasn't a thing so One much. of my uh, favorite uh, films is Network, and I mm-hmm. feel like this could easily fit into the Network Best Picture slot. It's yep. sort of, in the same way Network, you watch it and you're like, wait, how did they predict all of this stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. how'd they know? Like, 
Survivor, I think, the first, like, big... Yeah. Unless it was 2000, this movie was 98. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I guess it's not that crazy. You could predict, like, reality TV. Yeah, like, real world was around. Real world was around. It's not, like, crazy, but at the same time, like... Smart. It is pretty fascinating. And I think it's the... I think Ed Harris is incredible in this movie. Uh, I think it's really well directed. Uh, Jim Carrey is also smart. is really right on. on he's, point. he's right. Like this is the best use of Jim Carrey's yeah. particular talents that there will ever be. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just love this movie, and I think it has something interesting to say about culture, and I think it really holds up, and I think it would easily fit into this best picture race. Look, if, you... if it was to, if this best picture race was to come out now, yeah, this movie would have definitely, I feel like, been nominated for best picture. Yeah. Basically yeah, the kind I, of movies they nominate these days. I think that's true, and I'll tell you, it would definitely bump Thin Red Line for me. For <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, Airbud, I think would have one thousand percent, one thousand percent. I will just briefly say, um, I love the Truman Show too. Great pick. Uh, I watched. I rewatched. Oh, I want to talk about Truman Show too, though. Oh, you before do. Before you move okay, on, go ahead. yeah, just a little Please bit, just because I rewatched it this week also. Okay. My my big thing with Truman Show, and I think it's a really good movie also, and, and this is something I almost never say about a movie, is it feels like it's not long enough. Like it needs, I feel like maybe wow, we need more never lead up. That. Like I was watching it this time, and I was like, I was like, I would watch like the ten episode Netflix show that yeah. is the Truman Show. Yeah, no, I would too. Like, Clearly. like um. It just felt like we get into we get into like what's going to happen almost too quick. Like I almost want to see the world a little bit more before we see a light fall, you know? Yeah. Um, the other thing I wrote down, yeah. and I think he's also good in this movie. Do you think this movie's better if it's Kristoff, right? Um, is played by John Malkovich instead of Ed Harris. Interesting. No, I like Ed Harris. I more. think John I, Malkovich yeah. brings too much John Malkovichiness mm-hmm. to any role. I was interested to hear where you're going with that. I like Malkovich, but I think Ed Harris. I think he's pretty flawless in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout out to who's the guy from the Americans that plays Truman's friend? Noah, Noah Emmerich? Emmerich. Yeah. Shout out Noah Emmerich. I like Noah Emmerich. Yeah. yeah. And also, am attracted to Noah Emmerich. In case he's listening, <laughs> he can get it. Good Laura Linney performance. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. It's a good. Um, Laura Linney has a very specific thing that I almost always like Laura Linney, but I've realized as she's continued working, she has a very specific thing, and I think it's served well in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Megan. Okay, so um, in honor of uh, my favorite movie of 2018, Isle of Dogs. Oh, uh, well, now we're back. Now we're back, Megan. Are we back? We're back. Oh, bless you. I hated being away from you for so long. Bless you, my child. We're back. Oh, thank God. I God. love Isle of Dogs. You're I love my Anderson. new, you're the new co-host. Dog okay. person? Dog person? Yes. Oh, all the way. Dogs. All the way. Um, I've rewatched Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Maddie, uh, my husband, is on a text chain with a bunch of idiots, like comedy dumbasses jack allison being one of them and uh they do like weird they just talk about weird shit all the time and like two weeks ago the big question for the week was like you got to rank all the wes anderson movies oh i was gonna actually have us at least do our top five well you were gonna talk about rushmore well i'm gonna tell you um i rewatched. i always liked knew i liked rushmore when i saw it for the first time and i rewatched it today and i think maybe this is the best wes anderson movie interesting it's fucking great it's so good um it's great music it's so so delightful it's kind of dark but it's also uh really um but it ends super nicely again 
people this is a Wes Anderson world so right. it's not based in any sort of uh, reality um, but I love it and it's a great use of Bill Murray too who I think sometimes especially later on now on, now on his career has fallen vic- victim a little bit to like his Bill Murray-ness mm-hmm. yeah. you know and then he went opposite with like a whatever that Flowers movie he was Broken Flowers and Broken Flowers and Exactly. He tried to be like really, although not, I would exclude Lost in Translation from this, but small some, some of these other movies where he was like, oh, I'm going to be really not funny at all. Yeah. But he does a, he's very good in this movie in that he's, he's funny in a different way, in a not, sort of like Jim Carrey in The Truman Show. Right, he's, right. It's a good use of him. Yes. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jason Schwartzman's first movie too. He's, mm-hmm. he's really, he's really good. This is a weird movie for Andy and I, because we're um, both from Houston. That's where right. The movie takes place. Right. Um, and we actually met doing uh, a high school version of Serpico. That's right. That's so right. So the movie release. Uh... <laughs> that play at the end was, uh, is so <laughs> crazy. I love the dialogue too. I love everything about that. And I feel like I would have hated Max Fisher if I went to school oh, with him. Oh, one million percent. I would have hated. would have been the worst person <laughs> to go to school with. Absolutely a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Also, eagle-eyed me spotted Rory Gilmore as an extra in the show. She does. Oh, yep. Wow. Also from Houston. Also Is she Houston really? Girl. I really? never knew that. Interesting. Wow. I think we, she we went to St. It. Thomas or whatever, wherever they right. shot it. I think yeah. it's St. Thomas. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. I can see uh, the locations from this film driving um, around Houston. I love Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson's great. What are your top five Wes Anderson movies five to one I did this with Maddie and I gotta go one to five that's fine uh Moonrise Kingdom I think is still my well I don't know maybe Moonrise Kingdom then Rushmore then Isle of Dogs then the Royal Tenenbaums and then probably Fantastic Mr. Fox Andy is this like a super hot take if I do Fantastic Mr. Fox number one? No. It's my husband's favorite. I think animation just really is, is his ideal medium. Mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs is too too recent for me to like then put it as number two, but I could see it getting there yeah. with, with time. Uh, right now, I'd say number two would be Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Good job. Uh, then Rushmore. And then I think probably Isle of Dogs, even though it's so recent. I just, it really worked for me. We I, have all the same five favorite movies. The only one I don't we? really, yeah, 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 we did. We did. Yeah. yeah, we don't. All done. We're back. We don't. We're Mine back, are different. The only one That's I don't great. think is, that I think is like straight up not good is it's, Darjeeling Limited. Oh, I, I think Bottle Rocket is also not good. Oh, I don't, I've never seen Bottle Rocket. I, so I, I saw, yeah, I have never yeah. seen it all. I, I actively dislike uh, Life Aquatic. Um, yeah, that one too is not great. Yeah. And I think. Grand he got, he got is a the little, lesser. He got a little too twee there for a while, too and then twee. he pulled it back. He pulled it back. Yeah. He pulled it back. Here's mine. Recovered. Royal Tenenbaums, one. Grand Budapest is two. Wrong. Mm-mm. Three is Rushmore. Four is Fantastic Mr. Fox. And five is Life Aquatic. Oh, wow. well, there's a hot take for yeah, you. Yeah, that's a hot Life take. Life Aquatic, I rewatched all of Wes Anderson about, around this time last year, and there's... I like his stuff that has uh, some melancholy to it. Royal yeah. Tenenbaums, yeah. I think, I find I is one of my very favorite movies. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. And I find something new every single time, and I find it sadder every single time, which I like about it. Life Aquatic, rewatching it, there's a lot of melancholy and sadness that I didn't remember. That movie and Darjeeling are two of the only they're the t- only two that I have been bored at. Fun yeah. fact. Also, the only two that didn't make it into anybody's top five. Yeah, that's true. On the on the the chain. Yeah. And I feel like Rushmore, you're seeing how you're saying I like how he has the more melancholy. I feel like Rushmore has like actual like genuine, 
not that his movies don't, but it has like that last scene with the the faces song. Like I get a little teary. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like a legitimate real emotion. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. it's lovely. Um, anything else you want to say about Rushmore? No, go ahead. Talk about. I watched. Oh, I would put it, sorry, above the Thin Red Line, certainly. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and also probably above Elizabeth and Life for, is Beautiful. Uh, yeah. All the movies yeah. we will discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to give real brief things about three movies, and then I'll talk about a fourth, because I watched them, so I should at least mention them. American History X, which like now alternates weirdly between like this really harrowing indie stuff and being an after-school special. It's really strange. Like There's this like mixture of the two. And it, it's also frightening watching that movie, thinking like there's probably a huge amount of Americans that have like Derek Vineyard posters yeah, like yeah. up in there mm-hmm. like look at him like like pre yikes like change okay um happiness that movie is just wildly fucked up and then um gods and monsters which is a particular kind of movie that i only bring this up because i feel like they keep making it and i'm so tired of it which is like let's take the interesting story of a person that was in the public eye and then put it through the lens of a nobody, a nobody, like my yeah. life with Marilyn, yeah. or like um, any movie like that, like me I, and Oscar, whatever the fuck the Zac Efron one was about. Oh, uh, me and Orson oh, Welles. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Orson Welles. Do they do that? Which what I didn't even that see about? that, but like they always they, they keep doing it, and this is the same thing. Like it's a good performance by Ian McKellen. I don't didn't I had seen this movie before a long time ago. I didn't remember much about James Whale. Brendan Fraser seems is, like he was really interesting. Brendan Fraser is fine. fine. Yeah. Um, and Lynn Redgrave is very good in it, but like it's just it's unnecessary. It's an unnecessary movie. So the movie I am going to talk about is Out of Sight. Great movie. And if Shakespeare in Love <laughs> is a nine on the sexy scale, Out of Sight is a fucking twenty-six. Yeah. That movie is sexy as fuck. They do it a lot and are very good-looking people. Yeah. Very good-looking people. Yes, uh, I'm. James uh, George Clooney in this movie was like, "Am I straight? Maybe yeah. I'm not. I <laughs> you don't might know. change your mind. I'm uh, listen, J Lo. Am I straight? Right. Barely, barely straight. This movie is fun. It's clearly like, uh, if there's no out of sight, there's never one of the most rewatchable movies of all time, in my opinion. There's no Ocean's Eleven. No, because this is <laughs> yeah. very. And that's much another like... movie that's on TV. You're gonna sit down. You're gonna watch it. Yeah. Out of sight's that way for me too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, out of sight's probably like honestly like a better movie and a more interesting story and stuff like that. Ocean's Eleven, I feel like, just because it's like, oh, cool, it's the Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's like, it's peak George Clooney and peak Brad Pitt. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, two of our best movie stars, and they're at their peak. And it's yeah. also peak, like, loser Matt Damon, like. Yeah. And then there's just like, oh, Julia Roberts is also in the movie. Just, yes. just throw her in. The, let's um, keep naming people. But out of Ocean's yeah. Eleven. <laughs> um, it's mostly, I just wrote that, is this, I wrote, is this the best Clooney? I think maybe yeah. Ocean's Eleven is actually just because it's a more, it's just a slightly more seasoned version of this character. Yeah. I like, um, I like sexy Clooney though, man. I think this I movie's, see more I think this movie's better, Clooney. but I think Ocean's is maybe peak Clooney. I think this, I, I definitely think this is peak J-Lo because I, I oh, like Jennifer yeah. Lopez, but I'm oh, not. this is 100% sure. peak J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. I'm not because in the, the hole only, for her as much. And the the only other movie other than like, Selena. people would throw out would be Selena, yeah. which is really just her playing a version of herself. She's yeah. playing a Latina yeah. like, singer-songwriter. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're totally right about it. This should have been nominated, too. It's a yeah. great movie. It's, it's the, uh, is it Ving Rhames? 
Ving Rhames. Yeah. yeah, he's so fun in it. And the, the bit at the the whole heist at the end yeah. is both um, well done and scary. Yeah, and it's also um, the other thing I like about it is that. Uh, so I wrote down two things. So this movie came out like a it's a year after Jackie Brown, and it's the same. It's Elmore, right. both of them are Elmore Leonard novels. Um, and Michael Keaton has a cameo in this movie, and he plays the same character he plays in Jackie Brown. Interesting. Um, because it's a character that's throughout those novels. What then is confusing is at the end of this movie, Samuel Jackson has a cameo and plays a different character in Jackie than Brown. he plays in Jackie Brown. <laughs> and I was like, I think it's cool that Keaton's in both, but then like you had to cast someone else, I feel yeah. like. Because if he's not going to be Ordell Robbie, then it's weird that Keaton was in it and like... I don't know. I'm sure the that other was 20 Elmore nerds are really bothered by it like yeah. you were. Um, literally, like, I watched the end of it because I had forgotten the cameo and, like, looked up to see if, like, it was a different name for Ordell <laughs> Robbie. Like, if he, like... Um, and I couldn't... I didn't do enough research or couldn't find at all that it was. But I was like, is this, this supposed to be that? Yeah, I get why you're being really yeah. confused about that. What um, happened to Steven Soderbergh? He needs to get come back well, to Well, he retired and now he's... Now he's sort of back. He's, yeah. He made Unsane, which I saw, which is Claire Foy. I do like her. She was great in it. The it's been a while just, since I've seen. So. This is a great, this is like his run, though. Yeah. yeah. It was oh, like, because yeah. out of sight, and then in two years, he's got both Aaron Brogovich and Traffic nominated for Best Picture. Ocean's Eleven comes out in 2001. Um, he's really yeah. banging him out in this yeah. period. Um, okay, so based on everything we've talked about now, um, including these movies we've added, does that change anything for you? The Oscar should have gone to no. Andy? No. I think it's a pretty straightforward year. I think it's hard to argue against Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I would also bump Thin Red Line. For the movie, of the movies we talked about, i definitely bump Thin Red Line and maybe Life is Beautiful. And I don't know, Elizabeth would probably get in that fifth spot for me, but I could definitely move out of sight in. I could see Truman Show moving in. This Rushmore would, have, would battle with Elizabeth, I think, for me. This would have I would been, see if I was an Oscar voter, I could see why I would. I can get Elizabeth that. Elizabeth over. I just think Rushmore is a more. It's also it's a more unique movie too, yeah, which I appreciate. Obviously, I'm gonna watch if like I'm flipping through cable channels and on HBO one is Elizabeth and HBO two is Rushmore. I'm probably gonna turn on Rushmore. Yeah, but it's been an interesting year. If these movies, this exact slate of movies, could come out this year, I feel like the sort of movies that now Oscar voters respond to, it's yeah. interesting to see what yeah. happened with this slate of movies and now the current slate of Oscar voters that we have. Except yeah. if it, this, if we just put moved everything up twenty years, Shakespeare in Love gets shelved and never comes out. That's, that's oh, and what a travesty that yeah. would have yeah. been. Yeah. Would have been terrible. Mm. Um, before we go, Andy, do you have a favorite movie of two thousand eighteen? Isle of Dogs. It's Isle of Dogs. It's Isle of Megan? Dogs. I'm still loving Isle of Dogs. I Has it replaced new- Paddington 2 for you? Is this breaking news on this podcast? Uh, this was the we last podcast I saw. Yeah. I hadn't gone to the end yet. I'm so sorry. You guys. Well, spoiler alert. Uh, this pushed Paddington 2 down one slot. Just okay. one slot. Okay. One slot. Um, and only think- because it was dogs instead of bears. So I would still have Paddington 2 over Death of Stalin. Because I oh, talked I a little bit about Death of so Stalin. Bad. But... I think I have a new number one. <gasps> oh no! We do have breaking news. Holy shit! Recency biased. A quiet place. <gasps> oh, oh wow! I did not see that coming. I think it was super well made. Um, I used to have such a crush on John Krasinski. Yeah, like it's just a, and Emily Blunt is just yeah. She has a 
scene in that movie. You haven't seen it, right? No. I haven't. She has a scene in. I don't. Me neither. I don't. I hate horror movies. I don't generally see horror unless it's like. But I heard that this isn't really a horror movie. It's more thrillery. Yeah. Um, but she has a scene in this movie that, even though it's not like the scariest thing ever, that I feel will go down in horror movie lore just because of what she's doing in it. Well, Um, I'm gonna see it. Maddie, Maddie saw it. He he was like, it's fine. So, well, so I didn't. But run Maddie it out. is a big horror head, and I he's feel like a big if you go guy. into a horror, if you're a big horror head and you go into this movie expecting to be like the next great horror movie, like I feel like maybe that was part of also, and maybe not, but like he was sort of more lukewarm on Get Out, and yeah. I feel like it's because it was marketed as horror, horror and movie, and it's, it's not more really a social horror. thriller. Yeah. Um, and if if he wasn't into horror, like I'm not, maybe he would have liked the movie. Yeah. More. more. Um. Cool. Andy, do you good have at- anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, Houston Astros baseball? Yeah, that's, get into it. The Astros really, are, on a, are on a three-game winning streak. They they're turning around. We both have hats uh, right now. Yeah, we, we, we it, was a, it was a rough couple of days. Andy and yeah. I, despite our World Series win six months ago, were freaking out. But um, we'll just they're, they're back at it now. Life will never yeah. be satisfied. Yeah. That's really all um, I got. I would also recommend uh, Andy's uh, Instagram page if oh, you like pictures of sandwiches. He only posts mm. sandwich photos. I do. Yeah. I'm going to follow I would say you they're not even usually very fun sandwiches. They're just general sandwiches. That's sort of the premise. Yeah. But thank it's you. It's fine. I'll follow that immediately. Um, Mego? Um, nothing really. If anybody sees me in a commercial for anything, please let me know. <laughs> because I'm waiting for some things to run. So, And Mama would like some money slash uh some insurance so do that do that um you can rate and review us on itunes you can oh and also follow me on twitter because i'm getting into twitter now oh and it's at too many megans t-o-o t-o-o and then megans is m-e-g-h-a-n-n-s which is not the celtic spelling (laughs) apparently (laughs) apparently not um you can rate and review us on iTunes. You can now uh, find us in the Google Play Store or on Stitcher. Oh, wow. So if you God. don't like the iTunes Is that making me any money? Is that making me money? That's not making me money. No, not yet, but okay. maybe one day. <laughs> Great. Great. Um, We're going to run out of years pretty soon. Yeah. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at the Oscar Should or on Instagram at the Oscar Should Have Gone To. Uh, we'll be using our Instagram and our Twitter. To, uh, we don't know what year we're doing next, uh, but Ooh. we'll announce that similar to what we did with 1994. And so you can find it there if you want to get prepared beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other thing I want to plug is not Terrence Malick. So, um, <laughs> Literally anything but Terrence Malick. Literally anything but Terrence Malick. Who can, I'm going to say right now, go fuck himself. Yeah. Go, you can go to your little compound in Austin, just pull it out and put it in your own butt. I can't. I, I literally cannot. Thank uh, you, Andy. Andy, thank, thank you, you so much delight. for being with us. Um, guys, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks with some something. I don't know. It'll be a movie. It'll be Oscars. It'll be about Oscars. Bye. Bye. Bye.